Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, zombie apocalypse survival, multiple protagonists, often melancholy moments, intergroup violence, the awesomeness of cats, and truly barbaric moments. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 456, The Walking Cat, A Cat's Eye View of the Zombie Apocalypse. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcast advanced reviews about connecting dance narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there in internet land, and hope things have been going well for you. Things have been kind of different for me. Uh, I got some interesting news that I can't share yet, but I can't wait to share it, so we're going to have to wait and see on how that goes. But if you're joining us for the first time, Welcome! Spirekin, or as I said earlier, some podcasts and vanguard reviews about connecting enhanced narratives, is a nerdy podcast where we talk about various geeky topics, depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the storyline, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in your search engine. I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan. That's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. Or you can tweet me at Spirekin. And if worse comes to worse, you can always leave a comment on our YouTube videos at YouTube.com forward slash Spirekin. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to support our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy and also receive tons of very cool perks and bonuses just for our society members who join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. As of yesterday, February 22nd, 2022, we released another one of our monthly exclusive manga reviews, which are only for them. To hear what that one is about, you have to join the Patreon. But I digress, so let's actually get to the reason why I do this podcast, which is the manga review of the episode. Because if you remember the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it Dick turned to me there viewing a manga that's written by Tomo Kitaoka, and it's released over here by Seven Seas Entertainment. It is a Senen series which originally ran 2018 to 2020 with three volumes. It's been released over here as an omnibus, and it is a drama horror action series that's also a cat manga. I know we've been doing a bunch of cat mangas recently, but this one was just spun recently. And what is the manga I'm talking about? Well, it's titled simply as The Walking Cat, A Cat's Eye View of the Zombie Apocalypse. A long-winded title, I know, but it fits this series completely. So, with most zombie apocalypse stories, it's generally the same thing. You have the zombies, you have the survivors, and that's what goes on. If you're looking at the George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, it's about the survivors dealing with the situation and the zombies are just there. You have a couple of series where you go from the zombies' point of view. This one does something a little bit different because it's not exactly from the survivors' point of view, but it is. So, this takes place in the typical situation where the zombie apocalypse has occurred. What happened? We don't know. Doesn't matter. What happens is we have a bunch of survivors who are either living at home or they're going to some sort of commune or outpost where they might survive the horrific post-apocalypse that has occurred. And there is one thing which is connecting all the different characters that are in this manga, and that is a white male cat named Yuki, who observes everything that's going on. This is from his point of view and all the people he interacts with, and all the adventures he goes on as he travels from one point to the other. And 
it focuses on three humans, well, technically four, but three humans that he interacts with. First off, you have Jin Yahiro, who is a survivor who's just looking for his wife, Satoko, who they got separated and he's trying to find her. He has some idea where she is going, so he has that, but in the long run, he wants to make sure that she survived and he wants to be with the love of his life. And that is the goal that's driving him. And Yuki is the other part that's keeping him sane because Yuki is his partner, his friend. And yeah, it's just a cat, but that's the person, the being he's with and that keeps him sane. Next person you have is Kaoru. Kaoru is a young girl who's part of the survivor community that finds Yuki washed up on shore. What happened? Well, you have to read the manga to see. However, Kaoru is part of this group that, as I said, they have established a new community on an island that's going to be zombie-free. All the rules are going to rebuild society, and they're dealing with the repercussions of that. Kaoru is also dealing with some abandonment issues because her mother abandoned her when she was younger, and her mother is one of the survivors who's joined the camp, her and her douchebag boyfriend. So Kaoru has to deal with not only making sure she could survive in this camp and make it work, but she also has to confront her feelings for her mother and the abandonment issues she doesn't have. And that is the second of the three quote-unquote owners for Yuki. The third one is Futa, a young boy who saves Yuki when, well, slight spoilers, the camp gets overrun because someone tries to be altruistic and bad things happen. So he ends up saving Yuki, camp gets overrun, and then he ends up having to survive with just Yuki while keeping himself sane and removing his arm in order to not be infected by the zombie virus. So, yeah, he's dealing with that. And also, he Yuki reminds him of his former cat, Adrian, who is a black cat that he was in love with. That was his favorite cat that he brought in and his mom made him give up because his mom was horrible. A lot of horrible parents in this. And these are our three owners of Yuki. We see it through their point of views. We see it from the point of view of the survivor whose whole motivation is he has to find his wife and he's dealing with all the issues from a mature point of view. He sees things like kids who end up kidnapping animals to make food because they're trying to survive and they're waiting for their parents. You have the scientists who are trying to find a cure for the virus and he's trying to protect them. Then you have the elderly who are resigned to the situation that happened and they're willing to give assistance and food to Jin while being like, yeah, you survive, you take care of your cat and you find that wife of yours. We want you to be happy. Meanwhile, we're going to wait here and just wait for it to all be over. Then we have all the survivors who some of them are like, yeah, we're going to restart population. It's going to be great. Other ones like, yeah, I survived. I'm the man. You have to listen to what I say because I survived and I'm the alpha male. And the kids are like saying, we're going to be fine. We're going to be great. All will be well. And then you even have survivors who are like, yeah, I'm going to do this because I'm going to make sure my family's safe no matter what happens. I'll never hurt my family. Even if something horrible happens, I have to protect my family. And then with Futa, he is trying to survive with one arm. He meets some other individuals who their thing is, yeah, we'll find another survivor. We'll mug them and then we'll get all of their stuff. So it's these three different thought processes and we're following them. And it's a great narrative. Now, besides the three storylines we have in this, also we do have the progression in general and the art style, which is, for a zombie comic, it's really artistic and it's fulfilling. There's just some very quiet moments of just Yuki and whoever his owners at the time just in the wilderness existing or in the desolate 
wastelands of a city. And they're kind of beautiful in their own melancholy sort of way. It's a poignant moment in this journey which seems to be truly sad and depressing. Because like most zombie stories, there isn't going to be a happy ending. I mean, there's somewhere it's like, yeah, we found survivors and we're all going to be good. Or they found the cure to the virus. And those have kind of pleasant endings. Or all the zombies have died off and now everything's all good. But a lot of stories, it's, yeah, this virus we have no cure for. It's just going to keep going until all of us are dead and we have to deal with this. It's a very melancholy, this is the end of humanity and we're just going to watch it. And for Yuki, he's just watching along as his humans are dealing with this. And he is a great observer of what's going on and he's a great participant because he does help his humans. Each one of them he cares about and he tries his best to protect them. And... When one of them is hurt, he's willing to sacrifice himself to try and help them, even if it doesn't work out. Or the worst is there's one who it's such a heartbreaking moment and it's just you can't go back from where you came from. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's so sad. And it's like seeing a pet that you leave behind. You're like saying, you go. I don't need you. You you go. And they just look at you like we don't want you to go. And you could he- you could hear in your head the sound of the animal crying as they want you to come back, like abandoning them, and it's sad. And that's kind of what this has in it. I mean, there's some great moments. I mean, Yuki kind of has a, a little bit of a happy ending until the end, where then it's like, oh, here we go again. But it's a story which covers multitude of spectrums of concepts and it works to its advantage now if you're a fan of fast-paced stories this is not for you this is like a zombie it lumbers along there's some great action moments but for the most part it's very not stagnant it's very methodical and thought out and very just to the point doesn't rush itself it takes its time to tell the story because you're dealing with this world, and that's what you're going to be following. And I applaud it for it. Some people may not like that, but I do appreciate it. Because sometimes you do need a slower story just to soak in the concept and soak in the atmosphere. This is very atmospheric with that post-apocalyptic zombie wasteland scenario. So, putting all those things into consideration, taking the art style, taking the pacing of the story, taking the characters, and the overall narrative itself. Um, I really did enjoy this, and there are some detriments to it, but it's overall a really good addition. The fact that it's an omnibus works really well. It's just one, it's a big one shot. Unfortunately, we don't get the full ending. It feels like it just ends abruptly. Now, there's potential for how it could end. You could speculate, or you could think, or you could make your own fan fiction on it. But it does kind of end in a weird spot where here we go again, but going to have to wait and see on where you think it goes. I mean, what are your thoughts on the ending? What If you've read this, where do you think this ends off? Um, do you think that certain characters survived? Do you think that other characters will be reunited with the love of their life? And I'm not talking about Jin in that. I'm talking about uh, someone else. And where do you think all the survivors, what happened to them? Let me know. Email me, zanspark.com. But taking all that in consideration, I have to give this, out of our rating system, a borrow from a friend and don't return a less offered Pocky. It's really good. There are some moments which aren't amazing, though. And 
to be honest with you, the ending left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I mean, I like speculating, but I'd prefer a little more concrete ending instead of this where it's truly like there should be more coming out, but there isn't. This is where it ends. And it's like there should be a little more. Explain these kind of divergence points you have. That pissed me off a little bit. But, hey, if you enjoyed it more, let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com. Let me know what your thoughts on The Walking Cat were. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't like it, if you thought it was weird, let me know. So now that the review's out of the way, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week. And these were released on 2-22-22. Yes, February 22nd, 2022. And the cool part is we actually have 22 mangas and light novels that were released this week. We also have two other items that were released, but since it is an actual graphic novel for a non-manga property, and one is an RPG, I'm not really going to count those as manga, so we're going to get 22 mangas for 2, 22, 22, 22. Kind of cool. So let's actually talk about the mangas and light novels that were released this week, then we'll get into some of the fun stuff. First off, we got Bakemonogatari, the manga volume 12, Berserk of Gluttony, the light novel volume 5, Chitose is in the Ramene Bottle, Volume 1. That finally came out. I was kind of waiting for that. Classroom of the Elite Manga, Volume 1. Eden Zero, Volume 15. Flying Witch, Volume 10. Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Volume 2 has finally come out. Hitomi-chan is Shy with Strangers, Volume 3. We recently reviewed that two episodes ago. I'm a Wolf, but my boss is a Sheep, Volume 1. For those of you who like some interesting romance series, Let This Grieving Soul Retire, Volume 2, The Manga. Life Lessons with Urumichi Onisan, Volume 3, Monster Girl Doctor the Light Novel, Volume 9, Puella Magica Madoka Magica Wraith Arc, Volume 2, Soul Eater to the Perfect Edition, Volume 6, The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, Volume 1, the manga. This one seems kind of interesting and redundant, but I don't know. The Invincible Shovel, Volume 3, The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today, Volume 3, The Saint's Magical Powers Omnipotent, the manga, Volume 5, the Seven Deadly Sins Omnibus, Volume 2, which is actually Volumes 4 to 6 of the regular Seven Deadly Sins. The Splendid Work of a Monster Maid, Volume 2. With a Dog and a Cat, Every Day is Fun, Volume 6. And then Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches, Volumes 25 to 26, which is an omnibus. So those are the mangas and light novels that were released this week. For me personally, the ones I'm excited for are Master Cat is Depressed Again, 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You, Hard-boiled cop and dolphin. And then Chitose is in the Ramane bottle, volume one. So those are the mangas and light novels that I'm interested in. What about you? Which ones are you fascinated by? Which ones are you horrified by? Let me know. Zanspiker.com. Tweet me. And now let's actually get to the two which were technically not on the list because they're something completely different. First off, we have a graphic novel. Yes, The Mortal Instruments, the graphic novel, volume five is coming out. Which is kind of cool if you're a fan of the Mortal Instruments, which I'm personally not a fan of. But the thing which is so exciting for me that was released on the 22nd is a new RPG, a tabletop role-playing game. For what are you talking about? Is it something unique? Is it something different? Is it Dungeons and Dragons? No. It is the tabletop role-playing game for Goblin Slayer. Enjoy slaughtering goblins in horrific ways in this amazing tabletop RPG where you could play as any of the established characters who were made in the series. Personally, I want to play as that insane ranger whose favorite enemy is goblins and who does insane things like, I'm going to use this 2000 platinum scroll which is used for teleportation to kill a goblin. It's an insane series, and yes, your character is going to be named your class. So you are a wizard who's a lizard. You're a lizard wizard. Good job. That's your name. Or you're a cowgirl. That's your name. Or you're a goblin slayer. Yeah. 
I just personally hope he could play as like original fighter who got killed in chapter one. Maybe redeem him a little bit, but I digress. So those are releases for the week. Let me know what you think. Uh, what are your thoughts about Goblin Slayer? And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome, and you keep me from doing this podcast as long as I've been doing it since 2008. I'm going to keep going on as long as I can. Every time I get an email or a message from one of you, it brightens my day, and it gives me more resilience and more ideas to make more fun content for you to enjoy. For all my society members, hope you're doing good and hope you enjoyed the special promo episode that's released only for you guys that was released yesterday on the 22nd of February. Let me know what your thoughts were. Personally, I really did enjoy it and uh, let me know what your thoughts are on it. I know we didn't have the Wheel of Manga in that episode, but I do like the fact that it's a special review just for you guys. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So if you enjoy what you heard, remember to like, share, subscribe. Email me personally at Check out all of our fun content. Support our Patreon. And let's get to the part that most of you enjoy the most. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tod to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin this one, this only, this Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, that manga is the one we're going to review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 457. We are 43 away from episode 500. And I've got to say, it's been an insane ride. And I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can. So I need thick glasses and big print manga. But we're going to see what we're going to do in the next episode because we've got some nice contenders on here and some which I'm shocked I have not reviewed ever. Because someone asked, why haven't you talked about these older series? So I put them on here. So we're going to see what I'm going to review. And for those of you who are wondering, this actually is a giant wheel of fortune that someone made for me. So it's really cool. It's not just a digital effect. So, the number later on is number two. So, let's actually see what I'm going to review in the next episode. Oh, boy. So, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga, which I'm not really too excited about, just by the premise, but hey, I might be wrong. It is a story of a student who is abused by his older, or is it younger senpai? I'm not entirely sure. What are we talking about? We're talking about Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. The one which has created so much fan art and so much questionable stuff online is it going to be good is it going to be trash well you're going to wait for the next episode to find out but as always thank you for listening i'm your host zan i'm gonsville catch you guys next time and keep reading manga i'll see you later